consumerism versus compassionism. Let's talk about it on this episode of Pushback. you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pushback. I'm Dr. Johnny, and I've had a good week this week. My voice is a little tired and scratchy, so I apologize for that. But my wife and I had the privilege of speaking uh, at the Northwoods Conference in Siren, Wisconsin, and we spoke about identity, uh, which is such a wonderful thing. I uh, had a opportunity to partner with Brian Fenimore from Plumline Ministries, who's just an incredibly anointed teacher, and uh, so it was great to rub elbows with him and hear what was on his heart as well. And then we went to a global legacy conference Monday and Tuesday, which was just for pastors and leaders and uh, just had time of worship and encounter. And uh, because of that, my voice is just tired uh, from worshiping, singing and speaking and connecting with a whole bunch of people. But it's been a good week and a refreshing week. And uh, and I just feel re-energized to bring the word of the Lord and the compassion of the Lord and and his heart for his people, and just to love on people, my family, the people around me, and even you as my listeners. I hope my words are always bathed in love and respect and honor for you. And uh, and that's why I do this every week, uh, because I believe it's important, and I believe that we are connected. I want to say thank you to, to my friend Heath, uh, Pastor Heath, for two reasons. Firstly, my nose is probably still a little red as I'm recording this because he called me and my son over to his uh, farm where they need to try to wrestle a cattle, a uh, cow, one cow into a trailer. And he just needed bodies to help. I told him at the very beginning that I am a doctor from the suburban, from the, um, from the suburb areas of Minneapolis. And so this is out of my realm of comfort. And cows are really gigantuous animals. Uh, but he just told me what to do and we were able to help and it was successful. Uh, we were able to to wrangle the, that cow into the trailer. So uh, my wife, my, my son and I had a new experience of, you know, punching some doggies and doing some, some cattle wrestling. And uh, so I uh, feel like... <laughs> I'm a full-fledged farmer now, I guess. Um, but So I appreciate that experience. But this podcast is also off of what Pastor Heath said in his message last week. Um, he said he was talking about consumerism versus compassionism. And, and, and what he mentioned in that message was that when we have a consumer mentality, the consumer is always right. The customer is always right. Right. And we try to, when we're running a business, we try to position ourselves towards customer satisfaction so that they're willing to spend their money and support our business. And when we operate in consumerism in all aspects of our life, which was I'm going to t- what, what I'm going to talk about in this podcast, we can actually move away from consumerism, which is we ought to move away from what is consumerism, which is I want to give you what you want. 
to compassionism, which is about giving what people need. And I believe that there's a big difference. And so I want to talk about culture and how this idea of consumerism, unfortunately, has moved its, its way in, has wiggled its way into a lot of different aspects where I believe it isn't meant to be. There's some negatives of consumerism. Um, people often cite, you know, climate and the environment and pollution. And although I hesitate a little bit about the whole climate change issue, you can hear my other podcasts about that. I am all about taking care of our planet, about avoiding pollution, about using up resources unnecessarily. And when we have consumerism, we talk about depleting resources. It actually leads to poorer labor standards and pay for workers. And it doesn't lead to happiness. The things that people try to advertise to us and to try to get us to buy, we know that materialism and consumerism never leads to happiness. Materialistic tendencies actually result in many adverse psychological effects including self-esteem issues, hoarding, depression. When we get hooked up into a materialistic society, consumerism, it leads to unhappier lives. Now, I know that there was an industrial revolution, which was really driven a lot by consumerism and led to an economic boom in our society where there was unprecedented wealth created and jobs and and our country grew and became stronger and more protected and more secure that isn't a bad thing but when we switch to areas and aspects of our culture and they become consumer oriented i believe we actually lose the core piece of what jesus actually came to demonstrate on the earth which was compassion i drive down to the cities frequently for a lot of different reasons, um, for ministry and for our children and for events and to visit family. And there's a billboard along I-94 that is a billboard for some gas station. I won't, even if I knew the name, I wouldn't share it with you, but it had had up on the billboard three sections and it said breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And the breakfast was, do- was donuts. The lunch was, was a cheeseburger and the dinner was pizza. (laughs) I looked at that and I was like, wow, our culture looks at that and they're advertising that to us that we can get these three meals satisfied at the gas station and it will consist of donuts, cheeseburgers, and pizza. That's called consumerism because none of us would look at each of those individually and say, Those look bad. I mean, they're kind of tempting. They're all delicious. But it's not what's best for us. If we, if that truly was our diet, if we truly went to this gas station establishment for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it wouldn't be what's best for us. It must be what we want. It might be what we want or what we desire. But it certainly wouldn't be about what's best. At the end of consumerism, it really all becomes about money. I don't know if anybody's ever seen the show Shark Tank, but there's a man on there called Mr. Wonderful. 
and he is trying to make deals as a corporate investor, as a, as a commercial investor. And, and, uh, he said, it's really all about making money is what he says. And really at the end of the day, if we get sucked into consumerism, it really is all about money. And, and it's interesting because there's a, there's a sort of a paradox that takes place in, in, what I have seen over the past several decades in regards to consumerism, you would think that if the customer is always right and it's all about acquiring customers and, and our money, then you would think that customer service would actually be increasing. But it really at the bottom root of it is really about making money. And so if we can save money by having a computer answer the phone and all of us are pulling our hair out saying, I just want to talk to a human. We've all been there. But if they decide that a computer doesn't cost any money, hiring somebody to answer everybody's question costs a lot of money, then we'll use the computer. And we, as long as we don't lose customers, and so for many of these companies, they're confident that they won't lose customers. They can still keep your cell phone contract. They can still keep your insurance. They can still keep your, your ability to receive from them as a customer. And because the phone is answered by a computer, we won't leave. So I've actually found that the result of consumerism is actually poor customer service, not better. And so we live in a society now where it's all about us gravitating towards something that we are looking to try to make our lives happier and better. And we know that consumerism doesn't do that. We live in a society where it's all about likes. It's all about friending somebody. It's all about being appreciated and wanted and visualized. And the social media has driven that. And so consumerism is providing what the customer wants, but compassionism is providing what is best. And so I can hear people maybe responding to what I'm saying and they're saying, well, yeah, Dr. Johnny, how do you know what's best for us? Why do you feel like you get to sit in the seat about what's best or that you determine what's best. Isn't there a slippery slope? If I can try to use a, a Soviet Union Russian accent, I, I know what best. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> Could this lead to communism? Is that What if a communist feels that they're doing what's best? Then isn't that a slippery slope? If we just concentrate on communism, is this, is this a conversation about capitalism versus communism? Well, it goes much deeper than that. And I'm going to say that I don't feel like I can sit here and tell you that everything that I think is best. But I do know this. His ways are higher than our ways. And so I can sit here on this podcast and I can plug in and connect to what I believe the Father is telling us in his word about what is best for people, the boundaries put around people. And, and if, I can, if I can convey that in this podcast, then I believe, I truly believe, this is a big statement, that we can live happier lives. It's not just about being happy. It's about being joyful and fulfilled and fulfilling our destiny and the reason that we're here on this earth. 
So I believe that there is a template. I believe that his word is true. And I believe that he continues to talk to us. And so that when we connect to him and his presence and his voice and his word, that we actually can connect and live inside of a perfect boundary that he's created for us. And that we can take to the bank. And his ways are higher than our ways. And it's not communism and it's not capitalism. Both of them have their advantages. Both of them have their extreme disadvantages. I'm more of a capitalist. I believe that tends to work better. <laughs> but, but that's not the point. The point is, is how we relate to people, how we connect with people, how we serve people. It's about having a servant mentality towards one another as we express and show our love. Because they'll know that we are Christians by our love. And inherent in that is not always giving people what they want, but expressing and demonstrating and serving people so that they have what is best. Isn't that what we want for our children? Isn't that what we want for our spouse? Isn't that what we want for our families, our community, our regions, our country? I am a medical doctor and have been practicing for over 20 years. And I've seen just in the course of time of my medical practice that the field of medicine, some of this was driven by Obamacare, the field of medicine has desperately, has desperately been trying to transition out of a compassion-driven organization to a consumer-driven organization. We are now not physicians, we are providers. They are not patients, they are clients, or they are consumers. I believe with my whole heart that that is an extremely sad transition. When Obamacare come out, came out, I don't want to get into the weeds on this, but when Obamacare came out, there was a plan and provision for doctors to actually get compensated less. There needed to be a way to actually pay for this. And so Obama didn't hold back. He told us exactly how he would pay for it. And one of those would be decreased compensation for physicians. Because that way, the bottom line would be, would be better. It's consumer-driven. And instead of being paid for what we do, we actually get paid for surveys and how people feel about us and about outcomes. Now, you may say on the surface, well, what's wrong with that? Well, what's wrong with that is you actually get physicians then that are, are, are getting compensated for something that's completely out of their control. And you may say, well... Customer service, it's about customer service. It's about giving patients, giving your clients what they want. The customer is always right. And so literally, our compensation then would get triggered or connected to how people felt about us. And we actually halfway joked, kind of joked, about working in the ER and and having what we would call a, quote, goodie bag for people. Something inside the bag that we can send them home with so that they would feel better about us. Of course, this was tongue-in-cheek. But if we threw a little Norco or Vicodin in everybody's bag, if we gave them what they want, then we'd get a good survey score and we'd be compensated accordingly. 
it sounds ludicrous, doesn't it? And that's why we did this tongue in cheek. We don't actually give out goodie bags. So not everybody should come to my ER hoping for that. But why? Why would we not do that? Why would, if somebody was coming seeking drugs, which people do in the ER, by the way, newsflash, why don't we just give them what they want? Because it's not what's best for them. And we know that medically. And so because of that, and, and if they come in and they are now angry, we actually get a negative survey. We get compensated less, which pays for Obamacare. <laughs> can you connect the dots? But at the end of the day, we continually need to be focused and motivated as physicians in compassion. We don't just give our patients what they want. We hopefully provide them what is best, which means hard discussions about losing weight and lowering blood pressure and watching your blood sugars and being careful what you eat and exercising, all those things that people wouldn't necessarily gravitate towards. I might be a much more popular doctor if I was like that billboard and said, just eat this for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> people might be like, I want to go see that guy because he's promoting what I want. But that's not good medicine. That's not loving people. That's not caring for people. And I believe inherent in, in the very call to be a physician, inherent in that is, is compassionism. Compassionately caring about the people that come to us so that we actually help them not only just get over what it is or to mask their pain, but to actually get to the root of their issues to bring health and healing and wholeness to their body so that they can live a fulfilled life and do what the Lord has called them to do. I feel strongly about this, but things are shifting towards the goodie bag. You may get a survey from your doctor. You will get a survey anytime you see a doctor. Now you know what it's about. I'm all for customer service. I want people to like me. I want to offer them. I can always be better as a person and as a physician. And the way that I speak to people, my mannerisms, the, 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 the way that I, I follow up with them, those things can always improve. And, I, and I'm willing to, to receive that, that instruction in my life. I have to sit in a seat where I'm teachable. But at the end of the day, it's about compassion, not just about consumerism. I believe, and I don't think anybody's going to disagree with me, that this debate has moved into our public school system. My friends, the culture in public schools is that, quote, kids roam free, end quote. How did that happen? That was not the case when I was a kid. But something has changed. Now it's about likes and French friends to use a social media term. Now it's about not making kids or their parents angry. It's about accommodating people. And why? What is at the root of it? The root of it is money. They need people to stay enrolled in their schools. And so they bend over backwards to accommodate all children, even the ones who are disruptive. We can't offend. When we operate in compassion and people are acting out, and people are having destructive behavior, which we see all the time in public school, that is not the time to loosen boundaries. That is the time to tighten boundaries. 
I was talking to my wife the other day about a movie that came out in 1989 called Lean on Me. It was starring uh, Morgan Freeman. It was about the once idyllic East Side High School in Patterson, New Jersey. It had deteriorated due to drug abuse and crime running rampant through the school. The majority of the students could not pass basic skills testing, and the teachers were not even safe from gang violence. They hired Joe Clark, referred to as, quote, Crazy Joe. This was played by Morgan Freeman, based on a true story. His immediate radical changes included expelling 300 students identified as drug dealers or abusers or troublemakers. Instituting programs to improve school spirit included painting over graffiti-covered walls and required, requiring students to learn the school song and be punished if they cannot sing it on demand. When one of the expelled students is found beating up another student, Clark ordered the doors of the school chained shut during school hours since funds are insufficient to purchase security doors. This is about moving in, tightening boundaries, and, and, and actually uh, promoting health and wholeness in the children because they don't want to live outside of boundaries. They want loving boundaries. Crazy Joe Clark had a plan. He implemented it, and everything changed their school scores increased. The drug violence, drug and violence decreased. And it became a safe place to go to school again. And I believe that this has infiltrated even the church. The leadership in the church can't be motivated by attendance, money, or entertainment. It's not just about providing what we want and speaking words that tickle our ears and have us leave church feeling like we can come, but, quote, no change required, end quote. That's not what church is about. Church is about pastors who are willing to stand up and speak truth into our lives so that not, not only do we not hear truth, but we're transformed by the truth. Pastor Heath, if you're listening to this podcast, I honor you in that as you stand up there in a vulnerable place and speak truth over your people because truth is what brings transformation not just providing what people want to hear or what they want. Because that's not compassion. Compassion is finding us where we are and delivering truth that actually brings real change in our life. That's called compassion. And my friends, Jesus himself was moved by compassion, Scripture says. I love that. It also says that he only did what his father told him to do, which means that it was a, it was a, a core principle of who he was and it was implemented by his father. Matthew 9, 36, and when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Matthew 14, 14, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Jesus called his disciples to him, Matthew 15, 32, and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry or that they may collapse on the way. That's more than just about food. Pastor Heath doesn't let us leave hungry. He feeds us with truth. And that's what Jesus does as well, because he's moved by compassion. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes, and immediately they received their sight and followed him. Compassion opens the blind eyes so that we can see and that we can see clearly. 
See, compassion is about provision. It's about releasing people into their destiny. It's about finding them where they are and transitioning them from glory to glory. It's about healing. It says, it says when he was talking about a sheep without a shepherd, it's about direction and it's about guidance. If you're a leader listening to this, if whether you're a parent listening to this, whether you're a teacher listening to this, whether you're a doctor listening to this, what is your motivation? Are you motivated by money? Are you motivated by surveys? Are you motivated by the fear of man? Are you motivated by what, what people think about you? Or are you motivated, are you moved by compassion? And this part just wrecks me. This is the story of the prodigal son. This is the story that tells us what the father's heart is about. And it says, he got up and went to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. My friends, that is compassion. That motivates heaven and motivates his son who was sent here to demonstrate heaven to us, and it should motivate us. This podcast is about movement. It's about moving. It's about connecting. It's about taking people from point A to point B. It's about, it's about movement in our culture. It's about pushing back about, uh, about against unhealthy culture. So I am calling you to be moved. Moved. But I'm calling you to be moved with compassion. That's my podcast for this week. Thank you for tuning in and listening. I enjoy sharing my heart with you every week and look forward to doing it again next week. So with much love, let's go together now to set and shape the culture.